All right, welcome in hockey fans in the desert southwest to another edition, another episode of Club Hockey Southwest Weekly. Scott Strandy is joining you here live from Scottsdale, Arizona. My co-host, as always, Stephen Marsh from beautiful Las Vegas, Nevada, as we're here to talk club hockey with you for uh, ooh, the better part of an hour, I think, Stephen. So first of all, how are you and how are things in Las Vegas? First of all, don't you mean uh, sweet candy for those of you that didn't see the <laughs> <laughs> Silver Silver Knights uh, latest uh, social media post. I thought you could kick out of that. They do oh, a thing where that. you could generate your your horse name based on your birth date, and mine happened to be uh, Sweet Candy because my birthday was June twenty fifth, and it seems so appropriate because I do love I do love candy, and I I don't know about being sweet, but I do love candy. So uh, I I, I got to admit, Stephen, I did play that game as well, and I came out as the Golden Treasure, which. You know, oh, what that can I perfect. say? Golden That's treasure, perfect right? for you. That's perfect for you. Yeah, you're you're a golden treasure to us all. Yes, absolutely. But no, everything well, is everything is good up here in Las Vegas. It's hot, of course, as we're in July. But but yeah, we're 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 hanging in there. We're we're getting through halfway through July. And the can you believe it? Halfway through July already, and we're going to start hockey pretty soon tonight. We got two great guests coming on with us. We're going to have uh, Lindsay Ellis, the head coach of uh, Arizona State Women's hockey team and her new assistant Kenzie Lyons is going to join us so we'll get to them in just a minute before we do that let's uh let's talk a little bit about hockey because club hockey continues to just kind of plug along and and see what happens you kind of playing the uh the COVID uh 19 uh rules I guess is what we're playing by now right yeah yeah well we we had an update from the commissioner of the ACHA last week and uh, there's still they, they, as in regards to when teams can uh, submit whether they're going to be able to play or not and and I think we're going to see in beginning of August kind of um, where things kind of stand you know we had Chris Perry on last week and we talked in depth about scenarios of you know what we might think might happen if there'll be a delay of the season but uh, you know we're, we're hopeful that you know for whoever can participate will be able to participate in the fall and you know, they have to push things back and push things back, but we just got to remain hopeful that we will have some sort of season and we can have some hockey to, to do. And, and teams are certainly gearing up for that here in the desert Southwest. We've been talking about that all summer as well and spring. And, and uh, when we do get to play, it should be very competitive. Yeah, absolutely. And when you, uh, when you talk hockey, the first thing you have to think about is what's going to happen in 15 days. There's an exhibition game between the uh, Arizona Coyotes and the Vegas Golden Knights. And don't tell me for a minute that the NHL didn't know about that rivalry starting up and wanting to put that out there for an exhibition part of it. But um, So there's going to be hockey, and I think the entire hockey world is watching the NHL and seeing what happens, um, just seeing if there's more cases, how things roll, things like that. So it's good that uh, that it's going to be underway, I think, because we have to try to get back to some normalcy. I say that, though, with a huge uh, spoonful of caution because uh, the COVID disease uh, virus, whatever you want to call it, is very serious, and, and it seems to be attacking just about anybody and everybody. So uh, I'll start it off right now, Stephen. Wear your mask social distance, do all those things you're supposed to do, and let's hope that we get hockey back soon. Um, in the meantime, though, we're going to continue well, to talk so, about it. But real quick, about the, about the mask thing, you know, I saw a story about the, uh, the CDC uh, said that if people were – if everybody wore a mask, they, they believe that they could have, we could have this uh, virus under control in about a three or four weeks, maybe about a month period. Think about that. If everybody if everybody bought in and wore a mask, they believe – but with the virus, we can have a better grasp on keeping the virus uh, at bay um, in about a month period of time. So that that's uh, just goes to show you how powerful it is, how effective they believe wearing a mask at this point can be. So yeah, definitely wear a mask. Well, that yeah, I mean, a hundred percent, wear the mask and uh, do what you can to do your part. Um, you know, everybody thinks they're invincible. I think, but uh, no, you are not. I just asked the uh, the owner of the Arizona Cardinals, Michael Bidwill, uh, suffered. Uh, the COVID, he, he got it. He was infected. He was on the East Coast, spent some days in the hospital, and thankfully Michael is uh, recovering and getting better. But, you know, it, it doesn't matter who you are, what your status are, it can affect you. So just use precaution. Do what you have to do. Uh, so proud to say that Arizona State 
is a leader in technology as well as we all know. They are the innovators, and they've come up with a COVID test that a lot of people are raving about right now. It's a uh, saliva test that actually turns the results around very quickly and very accurately. So kudos to everybody at Arizona State. I know I'm kind of I'm kind of hyping them up because we got uh, Arizona State products yeah, coming Arizona, on now. But. Arizona State always, always coming through with some great stuff, man. But uh, that's, that's good, though. We, 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 anything that we can will help us get through this uh, this pandemic, uh, we can put our uh, bloodlines aside. I mean, I'm a UNLV guy, but but you know, so I have no nothing really against ASU. But you know, I I, I want to put Vegas in there, but but uh, but ASU is. Uh, Certainly leading the way once again in this sort of stuff, so it's it's good. Yeah, I think that's great. If we can get a test like that, that can be get results like that really fast, it, it would certainly be a game changer. It would certainly help uh, know who's infected and how soon they can get quarantined if they are, and, and and be able to do all that. So, yeah, exactly. So I think that's a that's a big kudos out right that right off the get go to uh, ASU. Normally, we uh, are talking club hockey, and we're talking men's hockey, and all this and that, but. I, it's always nice to bring the women into this because they're growing like crazy. And I'm sure Lindsay is going to tell us when we get her on here about the growth of the program, despite uh, what's happening with COVID and the things that have to be canceled, but uh, adding a new assistant, adding an Arizona native, nonetheless, in, in Kenzie Lyons is, is exciting. It's great for women's hockey here in the desert Southwest. And what's going to happen in Arizona state is going to spread. I believe it's going to get down to the U of A. It's going to get over to UNLV. It's going to get to Southern California. So, Lots of things to talk about. Let's uh, let's take a quick break and then let's bring our guests on a little early so we can uh, we can start chatting. Fair enough. I agree. Let's do it. At the heart of any good cocktail is the quality of the spirit used. And if you want to make the best margaritas, Long Island iced teas, or if you just want a straight shot of the best tasting tequila, then Roger Klein's Mexican Moonshine is the brand for you. The award-winning Roger Klein's Mexican Moonshine has the taste you want to make perfectly blended cocktails, whether celebrating an overtime game winner with friends or relaxing by the pool after a long work day. Find your bottle, be it in Arizona or elsewhere in the U.S. Visit us at MexicanMoonshine.com. Roger Klein's Mexican Moonshine, award-winning taste since 2011. Behind the Mask Hockey Shop, celebrating 25 years of exceptional service to the Arizona hockey community. Offering the top brands and an educated staff of hockey players to help you choose the right gear for you. Visit any one of our three Valley locations or check us out online at BehindTheMask.com. I can't wait to get to Las Vegas and check out the fortress. Going to see the Golden Knights? No. Stopping at Jesse Ray's Barbecue for lunch. Oh, that fortress. That combination of brisket, hot links, fries, mac and cheese, surrounded by a fence of ribs? I'm in. Exactly. Jesse Ray's Barbecue. Located at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard, right behind the Mandalay Bay Hotel. Check out their pulled pork, Smoked chicken or the fall off the bone baby back ribs. Jesse Ray's Barbecue has been voted the best barbecue in Las Vegas two years running. So whether it's a midday meal or a pregame feast, head to Jesse Ray's Barbecue for all their award-winning tastes. Ask any hockey player in the desert southwest, and they'll all tell you the same thing. We love going to the rink and sandals. Now you can show off your game in style with Summer Skates. Officially licensed Summer Skates are comfortable, washable, and can be designed to show off your fandom. Bill Kessel, your guy? Big William Carlson fan? Or is Austin Matthews the man? Have your Summer Skates designed to show off your favorite NHL player or shout out your own game with your own number. Team discounts and customization available too for groups of 12 or more. Thirsty after getting off the ice? Our new koozies are perfect for keeping that cold one cold in the desert heat. Comfortable and durable, show up to the rink in style. An authorized retailer of summer skates, you can purchase yours through our website at icetimehockeysw.com. All right, we're back. Club Hockey Southwest Weekly. Scott Strandy joining you from Scottsdale, Arizona. My uh, co-host, as always, uh, Stephen Marsh, joining me from Las Vegas, Nevada, and it's our pleasure tonight to, to introduce two very beautiful women, but also very knowledgeable hockey women in the head coach at Arizona State University, Lindsay Ellis, as well as 
her new assistant coach, Kenzie Lyon. So I think we might have them both on board here. But ladies, how are you? I'm doing well. We got Lindsay. Lindsay, we have Kenzie too or just you right now? Um, I think she might be trying to figure out how to join right now. <laughs> okay, well, we'll give her a little time, and we've got you on. So first and foremost, how are you doing? How are you surviving through this uh, craziness we call COVID-19? I'm doing well. Um, you know, just trying to stay busy and stay sane through everything and kind of hoping for the best from now on. Well, I saw on your uh, Twitter account and on your website, you have had to uh, force a cancellation in your uh, in one of your camps, your prospect camp, I believe it was. So that's never fun. But um, things just continue to, to move right along for you guys, don't they? Yes, definitely. It's definitely, um, you know, a little heartbreaking that we did have to cancel our prospect camp, but it was just best for all the participants involved. And uh, we'll get back to it next summer. So, you know, you're not alone in the situation because everybody's in the same boat. We just don't know what to expect out of it. We've been talking to different players and coaches, uh, you know, for the past four months now um, when we're dealing with this. And we're all seeing the NHL come back. And I'm guessing as a hockey person, you've got to say, you know what, kudos to the NHL for leading the way. And how, how closely are you guys at ASU and, and ACHA level looking at what's going on with uh, the NHL and kind of devising a plan off of that, or does it really have no respect uh, as far as what you guys do? Um, it's probably not the same just in terms of, you know, we don't have the capacity to do hub cities and things like that, but um, definitely in terms of safety and health, I think not only us, but, you know, every hockey league around the country is probably looking at the NHL and seeing if it's even possible to play hockey right now. Okay, so I'm looking at your website, and it looks like June 6th, you, you made a big announcement, and I think she's online with us now, so why don't you go ahead and introduce your newest assistant coach to the uh, the podcast world? Yeah, uh, so Kenzie Lyons is, um, actually grew up in Arizona, so uh, she'll be joining us this fall. Hi, Kenzie. everyone. <laughs> Hi. Well, welcome aboard. you got Scott, Stephen, and, and your head coach, Lindsay, with us, so Welcome, I guess, back to Arizona. Is that a fair thing after playing your uh, college hockey out at Nichols? Yes, absolutely. I uh, I was out. I've been on the East Coast for six years now, but I uh, I moved back here last May, and it's been great ever since. <laughs> so, correct me if I'm wrong on this one, and then I'll let Stephen throw some questions in there. I promise I won't hog you two all night. <laughs> <laughs> but tell me a little bit about growing up. You grew up in Arizona. Am I correct with that? Yes, that's correct. Okay, so tell me about growing up playing uh, women's hockey, girls' hockey in Arizona. What got you started? What made you want to play this game that, uh, you know, once you get started playing it, it seems like you're hooked for life? Oh, absolutely. Uh, so my family, we're all from Chicago. Uh, I moved out here when I was three. Uh, we moved out here. My brother and my dad both played hockey. I was a figure skater. Uh, when I turned seven, I was like, mm, not for me. And uh, <laughs> hockey kind of just stole my heart from there. I we uh, I started playing at the Ice Den. I played there for most of my time here. I played with Arizona Selects and then moved on to the Runners out in Peoria. And then I played for the girls' mission team. And then my last year here, I played back at the Ice Den. Um, and then I went off to prep school in Pennsylvania and then had two years there. And then I went on to my four years at Nichols. And then now I'm back in Arizona and ready to just improve the game of women's hockey out here. And I just can't wait. Well, speaking from uh, everybody in the media out here, that, and I think I can speak for that, we're, we're excited to have you because the more we can do to grow the game, when we started this company five years ago, starting our sixth year now, that was our goal was to grow the game in the desert Southwest. And that included men's, women's, uh, girls, whatever we could be involved with. that's what we wanted to do. And we wanted to do it through promoting people and features and things like that. So congratulations on coming back. Uh, last night we had Willie Neeraman, who's from Skokie, Illinois. Uh, so we're kind of doing the Illinois thing tonight, which is kind of cool. Cause I know we have some listeners out there, but, um, uh, Willie was telling us about growing up, and, and if you know Willie, I don't know if you've ever had a chance to meet him yet. He's on the men's team. He'll be a senior this year, but he's 6'4", okay. uh, six, six, 220, something like that. And he, he always tells us when we start a story is, I'll say, how did you get started playing? He goes, I was a figure skater. And after a couple, 
after a couple of years, the coaches told my parents, you got to get him out of figure skating because he's going to hurt somebody. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you started in figure skating and, and you moved on. What was the draw? What was the hockey draw? Oh, I don't know. I think it was just the intensity of it, having that competition, uh, just kind of having the whole team element as well. I mean, figure skating, you could do doubles, I guess, but just having a whole team on your back, it's, it just can't, it's a feeling that can't be beat. Okay, Stephen, fire away. I know you don't have a women's hockey team up there, but you'd love to see one at UNLV as well, wouldn't you? <laughs> oh, that'd be great. <laughs> oh, that'd be, yeah, that'd be wonderful. I'm sure they would like that too, to have some more teams that they could be closer to them to play. Uh, oh, I guess uh, let me just, let me just ask, uh, Kenzie, let me ask you this then. Um, you know, playing out there at Nichols and, you know, you've grown up in Arizona and then playing out in a place like Nichols, which is more on the east, what is the mm-hmm. difference in style of, uh, is there a different, I, I always, they always say the east way they play the game is different than the west way. So maybe just talk about the comparisons between, you know, playing out west growing up and, and now you're coming back to coach out here and then, and, and then the difference of playing out at a place like Nichols in the more on the east side of the country. Mm-hmm. So um, growing up, I mean, competition was always there, but once I went off to that East Coast, the whole style of playing hockey is just so much different out there. Um, I don't know if it's a skill thing or what, but just the whole speed of everything out there is just, I think, was vastly different. Um, I think the speed, just a, just the number of girls in general is just unbelievably changed and I hope that hopefully we can have that out here in Arizona soon or one day but um I think just having the amount the speed the just kind of competitive drive that from the east coast compared to here I think that's something that we can definitely bring over and still and all the girls out here in Arizona Lindsay I'm going to tell you you've got a winner right now just uh, in the first couple of minutes of our conversation so go ahead and tell us what kind of things you got lined up for for Kenzie what are you going to have her doing what's going to be her role with ASU women's hockey yeah so kind of just a little backstory um we've never somebody on our coaching staff we've never had someone that actually played defense um you know we've had goaltenders and we've had centers and you know we've had that defensive zone coverage, but we've never actually had a defender from the coaching staff. So um, Gibber filled a role that we really needed. And once that happened, we kind of uh, didn't have as much emphasis on our goaltenders, which we obviously didn't like. Um, And then Kenzie contacted me right around when all this was kind of happening and it all just kind of fell into place. So, um, you know, we're really looking at her to, um, you know, handle the defensive end. And there's a lot, a lot of good players back there. So we're really excited for her to help them out. All right, Kenzie, your turn. Tell us what you want to bring in uh, to to make your role a very solid role with the, uh, with the Lady Sun Devils, if I can call them that. (laughs) Absolutely. So um, obviously what Lindsay said, I'm just really excited to be able to fill this role for them. Um, I think, from what I saw last season, I caught a few games. Um, just the amount of skill that's back there already, and I'm just ready to build up on that and kind of show my perspective on everything and really just make sure that the D know themselves that they're going to be a strong core and that they're going to be the quarterback, so to say, of the plays and just really going to be able to move that puck up the ice and know that we're going to have a good season coming up. Steven, you got one more for him? Sure. So let, let me let's. I want to ask you this too. Um, you know, when you when you look at when you look at the upcoming season, and, and of course we don't we don't know exactly when that might be. We hope it's beyond time, but we don't know how this the season might play out. What are some challenge? What are the the challenges maybe or, or something? And, and and just there's some uncertainty about when the season begins. But you guys are obviously planning the season as if it's going to go forward. And that, but what are some challenges that maybe you you faced in, as you're trying to prepare for a season that might it's going to be different than maybe we're all we're all used to with with, with COVID? I think the biggest challenge right now is that um, our girls are spread out all over the United States and throughout Canada, and you know they they're really not located anywhere next to each other. So um, you know, kind of just through all of this COVID stuff and trying to stay accountable for their workouts and trying to hold each other accountable, even though they're all thousands of miles apart. 
Um, so kind of just trying to stay in game shape and hopefully, fingers crossed, we'll be able to get on the ice together uh, this fall. Okay, Kenzie, I want to ask you this. How much did you know? And, and I'll tell you a quick backstory. When I first met Lindsay, um, she was preparing for the first season, and she told me about what her house looked like with jerseys strewn everywhere and, and warm-ups and everything else that would go along with starting up a hockey team. But how much did you know, and did you really think back then when you first found out that Arizona State was going to have a women's hockey team, that it was going to explode this quickly? Oh, I believe me, I had no idea it would be this big. Um, it's awesome that it is. I This was what I kind of hoped for. Um, I really wanted this team to blow up as big as it has. Um, when the team started, I was in my sophomore year of college, I believe. But um, I wish it started before because I don't think I would have ever left. But it's, it's amazing of what this team has become, and I can't wait to see where it goes in the future. Yeah, I think there's no doubt that uh, the, the future is very, very bright for, for ACHA hockey. It, it's kind of a shame that, that things ended the way they did this year. I know, uh, you know, the, the, the ladies were right there uh, on the edge of making a national tournament bid. And I think with what you guys have done right now, uh, they're, they're going to be a, a hard team to knock out. Um, so I hope the season gets started underway and keeps going uh, as we would like to see it go. But Talk a little bit about Oceanside. I, I always like to ask the men's uh, players that too, is that, you know, you get, as a women's team, you're going to get an early practice time, but you're going to get the fresh ice at Oceanside and, and just that, the vibe that you get in there. What, what's your excitement level about being able to coach on that ice surface? I still have everybody. Lindsay? Is, I don't know. If, uh, sorry. Is oh, this for Kenzie or is that for me? I'm sorry. This is for Kenzie. Yeah, for Kenzie. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Sorry. Uh, yeah, so um, from when my time, my experience playing college hockey, um, the girls team, we always got all the later shifts of the ice slots. So sometimes we had practices at like 7.30 at night when the boys had practice at 4 in the afternoon. So um, obviously I'm really excited for these morning practices. I think that's going to be a great start for the day. Um, Oceanside itself, uh, it's – it looks great. I think that ASU has been a big help for that. Um, just kind of having that huge fan base and all the support and all the ASU kind of names all over the stadium is really just brings a huge like team culture to everything. Um, I think the ice surface itself, it look, it's in great condition. I've had some Kachina's practices out there and it's in great condition. I can't wait to get back on there and kind of skate with everyone. <laughs> Okay, the obvious question and the one that I get asked about uh, 20 times a week minimum is what's the future for ASU women's hockey? Is there a future towards NCAA? Would you guys like to see it get to that level at some point, or has there been discussions about that? Lindsay, this one's for you, I guess, because you're the, you're the lady in charge. But um, <laughs> is, is that a possibility at some point? Is there a vision for that? Um, I mean, honestly, I – I don't think I could answer that. I don't know. It's a huge, huge financial financial offset. So, um, you know, it's it's even harder in the NCAA to travel to teams than it is in the ACHA. So, um, I think the closest NCAA Division One team is Lindenwood in uh, St. Louis. So, you know, again, that's that's harder than the ACHA is set right now. And um, we would love for it to get to that point. You know, our goal as a program right now is to bring back mul multiple national titles. And um, I think, you know, with our recruiting classes and the way things are going, I think within the next few years, that's definitely possible. So I think we do have to prove ourselves here first before we can even think about making a jump, um, you know, to a different level. Well, I'll tell you that if, if that's not coming from Greg Powers, I don't know what is because everybody that I talk to says that's the Greg Powers plan, right? You have to have the school behind you. You have to have the financing. But that one thing that a lot of people miss, and Lindsay, I'm sure you've heard this from him before, is that you have to win at the level you're at in order to be able to make any kind of jump. Uh, fact? Definitely. I mean, you have to have some type of base and – um, you know, if you would ask me that five years ago, we definitely weren't there yet. Um, but I think we're moving towards that more and more every single year. 
All right, Stephen, you got one that I'm uh, I'm hogging them again. So uh, <laughs> jump jump in if you want to you want a piece of these two. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's stick on a little bit about the the vision part. You know, so we talked to NCA aspirations, but you know, if in five years, let's say we we we're just still doing this five years from now, which we hope we are, and you, you are continuing to grow the program five years from now. We we have you on. We have both of you on. What where do you where do you hope the program can be? I mean, are we are we going to talk? Are we going to talk about a, ch- a championship? I mean, what, are we going to talk, talk about other schools in the in the Southwest that are going to lady women's teams that are part of the the landscape? I mean, what what do you hope is the is the conversation that we will be having in five years from now regarding your team and the landscape of women's hockey in this area? Um, I mean, I hope by that point we have at least one national title under our belt. Um, I can tell you one of our goals for the upcoming year is to win the WWCHL conference. Um, where our goal used to be to even get to the conference playoffs, and now our goal is to win it. Um, so hopefully we'll have a few championships under our belt at that point. And, um, you know, since our recruiting classes get better and better, I, I do believe the depth is there now, and it's it's only going to get stronger as we go along, and we'll even have a Division two team by that point just because we do have so much interest, and um, even now we could probably make a Division two team for the upcoming season if we really wanted to. Now that one just about knocked me off my couch here because <laughs> <laughs> I remember when we talked and you were having a really hard time even running special teams, and what a fantastic job you've done, uh, Lindsay, in drawing this uh, whole thing together like uh, like I've never seen in, in any kind of sport. So kudos to you on that. I'm going to ask Kenzie, though. Kenzie, what do you know about the team that you're inheriting as a uh, as assistant coach and, and, more importantly, on the defensive side of it? What do you know about your players? Yeah, so um, like I said earlier, I got a chance to see a few of the games uh, last season for the end there. But um, I've been really All right, so Lindsay, we know that you uh, you had to cancel that prospect camp, but you still have a lot of people, a lot of ladies coming in that are going to be contributors. Tell us just a little bit, and I asked you this a, a while ago when we had you on, but update us a little bit on some of the players that, that are coming in that you think might make the biggest impact or that you're looking forward to seeing on your roster. I'm sure everybody or you wouldn't recruit them, but, but tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, um, I know I say this every single year, but this is – most definitely the most um, skilled class we've had. Um, and I'll probably continue saying that every year, but um, Dana Colombo transfer goalie from Adrian, definitely looking forward to seeing her in net. She's played against the top team. She's beat the top team. So she knows what she needs to do to get a win in that net. So we're really excited to have that veteran presence in her. Um, we have a few girls that are transferring in a few that we haven't even announced yet. So we're really excited to have some, girls that have NCAA experience and uh, there'll be four NCAA division three transfers. So we're really excited to have all of them. Um, a lot of, a lot of our forwards, they have good height on them, which um, nothing against short people. I'm only five two, but, um, <laughs> uh, but you know, we're really excited to have that, um, you know, basically that strength up front um, that we haven't had before. So we're really excited to have, um, all these girls join in and um, Jillian Ketchum, we just announced she is from Alaska and I think she is going to make a huge difference uh, right away. You know, I ask you and I ask uh, Coach Powers and, and, and even Coach Green over at the ACHA level, I said, when you guys are out and about and you have your, your uh, Sun Devil garb on, what's the talk? Just refresh everybody out there that might be listening from other areas. What's it like when people see uh, maroon and gold that's ASU and not some other school. Yeah, I think it's really exciting. There's there's never been anybody that's not intrigued by us. No matter if we're in an airport or a restaurant in some other city or, you know, we're walking into a rink. I remember we were at Yost last year and um, we were getting on the ice and University of Michigan is lined up behind us and they're commenting on how cool our jerseys are and how the yellow stands out in this big arena. And it's just really cool to 
just everybody is so intrigued by it. And um, really, I think it's just crazy that I think everybody thinks it's crazy that this team from the desert is coming up in the ranks so quickly. Well, I know that you had your team on the ice at the, uh, well, let me think now, the center up uh, the practice facility for the wild a couple of years ago and everybody was going like wow what's asu doing in minnesota territory but you'll take girls from anywhere right if they're uh, if they're quality hockey players and quality girls you're going to take them on your team aren't you yeah definitely i mean i think that's if you look at our um roster right now i think that's a very true testament i think we have like three provinces and 13 states or so, 12 or 13 states. So, you know, our girls are from a lot of different places. So it's really exciting to have them all together when they do come together, just because, you know, they're all coming from different places, different different experiences, but when they're all together, they're all Sun Devils. So it's really exciting. You know, last year, I don't know if you're familiar with this, but towards the end of the year, Coach Powers had his NCAA team, uh, I think it was, USA against the world with all of these different people from different areas, but you guys could probably put on your own international tournament here by the time uh, three or four years from now, when you bring back some of the alumni games and, uh, and have people from all over the different parts of the the country and Canada and wherever else. Right. Definitely. Definitely. (laughs) Okay. So obviously I've got to ask you this, Stephen, I promise I'll let you back in, but there's so many things to talk about here. (laughs) Uh, So we talk about COVID, right? And we don't know what the schedule is going to be. I know uh, the schedules are in flux for everybody right now and whether you're going to start on time or play in the spring. But I know one thing that must be especially hard for you, and we talk about this every time because I think it's worthy, is that you guys have so many theme nights and you involve your fans through the theme nights and you raise money for great causes and all these things. So how difficult is that going to be if you guys are not able to go ahead and do that this season? Yeah, um, I mean, it will be, um, you know, definitely a challenge because we do like doing those things and we like giving back to the community. And I know the girls like wearing different cool uniforms, but, um, you know, we'll work it in somehow. And, you know, if we do have a late start to the season, I'm sure we'll be spending our fall doing more community service hours. So um, we'll get it in somehow, but it may not be um, our normal for this upcoming year. All right, Stephen, you got another one? Yeah, so you know, I, when you when you when you look at promoting a, a team, obviously it's, it's important to be out on the ice. But you just mentioned the the community, you know, being out in the community and how important important that is. Uh, maybe just touch on, and both of you can touch on this, or one of you can. But how important it will be, how important it is to be in the community, to be around uh, and help the, those in the community, and, and to just keep your keep your faces out there is a is a way to promote yourselves and, and to promote your team and and just uh, to bring people to the games. Yeah, I think it's so important um, with a lot of these girls not being from Arizona. Um, you know, the majority of our girls aren't from here. So, you know, it's good to get out in the community. It's good to give back. And um, it's good to give back to the community that surrounds you. Arizona State is basically, you know, they rule Tempe. So they could see these people out on the street and Um, The first thing we tell our players, we don't even care about your skill first. We care about your character first. And I think that says a lot about, you know, our girls and the type of people that they are. But that's definitely um, something that we want them to continue to do throughout their college career as they're growing into a young adult. All right, Kenzie, we're not going to let you go quite that easy. So uh, I I want you to tell us a little bit about the way you played the game and how you're going to carry that over for the coaching aspect of it. Mm-hmm, absolutely. So I think the biggest thing for me was having that competitive drive and just really wanting to learn and be there and always kind of facing every day with a new goal and want, and kind of striving for that goal from every practice. So as, as we get in practice, you're just kind of getting ready and just kind of focusing in on one thing that you're going to improve for that day. And at the end of practice, you're, you're sitting there and you know that you've given your 110% and Yeah, that's going to be a huge asset. Uh, I know Lindsay's going to be excited to see that uh, transform onto the ice as well. But 
Lindsay, talk a little bit about the COVID or what you can tell us at this point. I know your schedule maybe is not completed or can't do anything with that, but have you done anything differently, like uh, maybe design some new masks for your, your girls to wear when they're out and about or anything like that exciting? Because I know you're pretty innovative. <laughs> um, not yet. Um, I'm sure something will come up once we're all back together in August, but um, as of right now, I have not. <laughs> Okay, so you probably heard me talking earlier about uh, ASU developing the, the COVID testing and, and, and being an innovator in that, and we all know about the university and what they do, but uh, just talk about how proud you are to represent Arizona State in athletics and the way that they're representing themselves, not only uh, as a university, but uh, in the state of Arizona. I mean, they're leaders right now, so that has to be a, a kind of a proudful moment for you two to say you're part of it. Yeah, I think it's great. Um, you know, I'm a huge advocate for education, and I think it's so important for them to be there in person. So um, I'm excited for all that they're doing and all that they're preparing for so that they are safe when they are, um, you know, able to go to their classes at the end of August. So I am proud of everything they're doing and um, definitely excited for how it's going to play out for everybody. All right. We'll let you both go on, on this note. Uh Tell us and tell basically the people that are listening on the podcast about ACHA Women's Hockey Editor. Who are the teams that you regularly compete against? Who do you have to beat to get into that national tournament? Just kind of give us an overview of ACHA Women's Hockey at the D1 level. Yeah, um, so the skill level is pretty similar to that of Division III. Um, and uh, normally we play against the Western Conference. So uh, GCU, Utah, all the Colorado teams and um, we always play a lot of non-conference games, and this year we had a lot on deck, and hopefully we're still still able to play those. Um, but the teams to beat definitely for this upcoming season, um, Minot and Midland, they got a lot of transfers from Lindenwood, both of them. Um, so there'll be teams to beat. Liberty is always a team to beat, and um, Adrian's always a team to beat as well. So, um, you know, hopefully we'll, we'll see some of those teams. Hopefully, fingers crossed, our schedule still works out, and – um, yeah, hopefully we get the W's out of those. All right, I'll let you wrap it up by, uh, you know, everybody knows ACHA hockey, and I hate using the word club. I would, I don't like calling this club hockey Southwest Weekly, but it's the only way to really differentiate. Um, but we know it's a pay-for-play. We know that the girls and the men have to go up there and, uh, and do things to raise money because it's not cheap. And there's no scholarships involved and things like that. So, so give a shout out to how uh, people can get on board if they want to help your program out and uh, and be a supporter, be a booster of ASU women's hockey. Yeah, so they can go on our website asuwomenshockey.com. Um, we have a donation and sponsor tab, um, and we are a 501c3 organization. So any donation that's made um, is tax deductible. Um, so. Any way that anybody can support us, we greatly appreciate, and it helps the girls out so much, especially with this COVID and having to cancel all of our summer camps. Um, you know, our girls are going to have to do a lot of fundraising this fall, but um, definitely any help is appreciated. And, and I'm just looking at their website now, Scott, and they have a newsletter you can sign up to. I just put my email down. People can sign up for the, the, the newsletter for the women's team, and and they can get updates on their uh, news and information about the program. So if people want to keep updated on the women's team, you can put in your email there on the website, and they'll keep you updated. All right. You guys know you always have a, uh, a platform. Whenever you want to come on, just shoot me a text or an email, and I'll be happy to have you guys on. Kenzie, thanks for joining us. Welcome back to Arizona. I can't wait to meet you in person uh, and see what uh, – you can bring to this Arizona State team. Lindsay, as always, thanks for always making time for us whenever I ask. I know uh, I can be a bit of a pest at times, but thanks for being there for me, okay? Thanks for having us on. Thank you, guys. All right, folks, that's uh, the update from Arizona State Women's Hockey with uh, head coach Lindsay Ellis and the new assistant coach, Kenzie Lyons. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. Stephen and I will be right back and talk a little more ACHA hockey for you as we get ready to wrap up another episode of Club Hockey Southwest Weekly. Hey, Michael here from M-Drive. One of my favorite memories is mountain biking with my dad, barreling through the woods at full speed, bike tires bouncing off rocks. That was 25 years ago. 
what's crazy is today at 60, dad still does that. You know, he really made M-Drive for himself. He wanted an everyday supplement that would fuel his drive. Yes, M-Drive supports healthy testosterone, but it's so much more. He built M-Drive to support the body, building strength and energy from the inside out. We take M-Drive every day to fuel our drive with more energy and more strength. I think it's amazing what dad built and amazing what he can still do today. In a lot of ways, he's still the guy from 25 years ago, and he's not slowing down. Listen, we'd love for you to try M-Drive too. It's available at Walgreens, Walmart, GNC, Vitamin Shop, or visit mdriveformen.com and we'll give you 20% off your first purchase. Just use the code DRIVE at checkout. Don't let your age beat you. You find your problem with M-Drive. Looking for your next car? Head out to 2401 West Bell Road in Phoenix and stop in at Bell Ford, the Arizona Ford Giant. Come in and check out our great deals on the remaining 2020 Fords, as well as the new 2021 models just arriving, like the new E450 pickup truck during our summer outdoor and SUV sale. Voted the number one Ford dealer in Arizona by Ranking Arizona, we will do what it takes to make your car buying experience safe and convenient. Shop online at bellford.com. We'll bring everything to you on your schedule. Schedule a test drive. Need a repair? We'll come pick up your vehicle and bring it back to you. Our sales and service professionals are ready to help in any way to make sure you are happy and satisfied. Go online to bellford.com or call us at 602-866-1776 and let us show you why we've been the dealership that keeps Shane Doan coming back year after year. All right, we're back. Scott Strandy in Scottsdale, Arizona. My co-host, Stephen Marsh from Las Vegas, Nevada. And I just, is- I just, sub- I just subscribed to their, uh, their email list, so I'll be up to date on everything uh, with, with ASU Women's Hockey, so we yeah. need to go there. I, I wanted to throw this out at you because it's always, I, I would guess, a difficult spot for you because you, you see a lot of the men's stuff, and, and I've had a chance to be around Lindsay and, and the girls uh, since the inception of the program, and, and Coach Powers is always talking them up and, and things like that. So when I go Tuesday for media day at, uh, at ASU, I always tell myself, I'm going to go early to watch the ladies, right? Well, let me tell you what early is. They're on the ice at 7 o'clock, and, and if I show up there at 830 they're all gone. <laughs> they seven, seven, seven a.m. Right? <laughs> seven a.m. Hey, I know about that because I, I, the UNLV team here would practice about seven eight in the morning here. I don't know what they're going to do this season, but they had been practicing early morning. So when I did go to practice, it was at seven in the morning, and I know that was difficult for a lot of them because a lot of them aren't morning people. But uh, but they had to make it work with what they could do with City National. So. Yeah, and that's the same thing with the women's program, right? They have to right. get the ice time when they can, and that's a consistent time that they can get at Oceanside is that early morning practice, and they get on the ice, they do their work, they get up, they go to school, they do whatever they're going to do uh, for the rest of the day. And, you know, kudos to them for, for hours being upbeat and ready to go and, and getting the most out of it. But, it, you know, if, if you can look back, uh, Stephen, and, and see what I saw when the first time I met Lindsay, we met at ASU's uh, athletic building, and she was showing me the very first jersey. I don't even know if it was a full jersey yet or if it was a prototype, but uh, when I think back five years and I go like, wow, she had lofty goals, and I think she's exceeded the goals that she had five years ago. Yeah, it sounds that way, and and that's why I want I asked you know what in five years from now when we're doing this show in five years because we're going to be still doing the show five years from now, Scott, right? And and by the way, Stephen, we're going to yeah. be way up from seventy five where we are right now in the trending. We're yeah. going to be way up from that. Okay, yeah, we're going to so just throw yeah, that out. Yeah, we're going to get close to uh, spitting chicklets uh, podcast. So we're going to be up at their level here real soon, but but uh, yeah. We, we, it, we may be called the chicken spitlets. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I like I like that. <laughs> hey, uh, but, but yeah, finish but, your thought. No, no, but I, so five years from now, you know, where where we see when we're having this conversation again with them, you know, where where can we see them? See them, and you know, and they, they she said, you know, they hope they they had, by then they've won a national title and and that they, you know, have at least one of those under their belt, and and, and I don't see why they they couldn't do it. Uh, they seem like they're on the right path to do that, and they they brought in the uh, they brought in uh, Kenzie to help with the def- defense, and you know she's she's got the credentials for it and, and with her experience. So I I, I think it's uh, it's a 
certainly exciting times for the women's team. And, and you know, as I'm starting to kind of get to follow these teams a little bit more, being more involved with, 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 with the club side, I'm just more just instead of just focusing on UNLV, kind of getting an overview of all the club teams in this area. It's, uh, it's going to be kind of interesting to watch. Hopefully everything will start on time. That's always what we preface right now. But, um, you know, at least I can watch from afar and, and see myself. And, and it should be uh, – should be exciting to kind of to follow them and and to see how well they can do and, and it sounds like they can do really well so it should be real exciting to to watch them whenever they may be whenever we may be able to get the season underway well i'm also excited to bring grand canyon's program on with natalie rossi and what she's done over there as well because i know they have a fantastic program and and they butt heads with uh, with asu because they're just across you know the city basically but also they're, they're fierce competitors and it's close rivalry games that they can play. So hopefully we'll get, uh, get Natalie on and let her talk a little bit about GCU hockey as well. But and, and hopefully, and hopefully five years from now too, we're talking, a, we're talking a women's team for Arizona. We're talking a women's team for maybe UNLV, maybe some other teams out here in the, in the West, maybe that they have one now and just maybe they can get to the level they're at. We can compete with, with them and uh, just more women's hockey in this area and just more women's, Hockey in general will just make make things better, make the sport better, make make it uh, better for everybody to to know that that we have uh, opportunities for both men and women to compete and play competitive hockey, uh, just like you see in other sports. So, well, I think we're on the path to it, and a couple things I'll say to that. Uh, number one is you got to dream it to believe it and to have it. Right? If you don't dream it first, it's not going to happen. So. Uh, that, Ask somebody uh, if they thought Vegas would have uh, six ice sheets in about a matter of five-year period. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> six new That's ice true. sheets. Yeah. Uh, that that wasn't anybody except maybe Bill Foley. Then Bill Foley, Bill Foley came along and had a drink. Right. So so that that can happen. And then secondly is the growth of the sport all the way around. I mean, here in the Phoenix metro area. The, the girls' side of things is growing almost faster than the boys, since maybe they are growing faster with the uh, the Arizona Kachinas program, which is uh, under the supervision of Lindsey Fry and the uh, the Arizona Coyotes. But I could definitely see Vegas having that. And, you know, look at what's happening in Vegas right now. you got the, the new stadium opening up for the Raiders. you got the Golden Knights uh, on the cusp of another playoff run, deep playoff run. you got the Golden uh, the Henderson Silver Knights coming on board. Um, you know, so uh, sweet candy. I mean, you'll find something good out of that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's absolutely, absolutely. Uh, it's there's just so much. There's just so much hockey, and there is, and I think there is more interest, certainly for for women to play this sport now, and and uh, than there certainly was. There's more option, options here. I think even at the youth level here, which I don't follow very closely, but just from just seeing it from just bits and pieces of it i believe there are a lot more girls playing the sport uh at, at least in the youth level here as well so well, that's gonna that's gonna make more more women players it's gonna make more that will have an opportunity to play and there'll be more there'll need to be more competition for spots and maybe by then more more teams there'll be more options for women to play um in in, in hockey uh going forward so and we look at what happens with the women team in the olympics and how you know they they always are com- Competing and and and, and, and winning and winning, yeah, winning, <laughs> winning gold. Sure. As you said, so, winning winning helps, right? I mean, at any oh level, boy, I mean, if we, the women the women winning in the Olympics, uh, you know, that certainly helps the sport and the women's side of sports because it just it just shows that the women can play and they can compete and, and be good and and that the talent level here in the states is is really good. So, uh, yeah, winning well, does certainly winning does, certainly does cure a lot of uh, a lot of things. I want to throw this out there too. Is I think all of our universities, and and I'm going to say UNLV and U of A and Arizona State and Grand Canyon, I think they've all done a really good job of not letting, at least to this point, COVID get them down. Uh, we talked to Danny Roy a while ago, and and we saw what he's doing. We saw saw what Coach Berman in Arizona and what Coach Greener and and uh, Raboni are doing in UNLV, and what Tate Green and and the guys are doing down here at ASU, and now the women's side with uh, with ASU and Grand Canyon, and that they, they realize the seriousness of COVID, but they're not letting it bury them, if you will. I, I think uh, I, I think we're the ones it. that I think we're the ones that kind of, when we bring it up because we, we're always asking the questions because we're curious about how you know it, it almost is like it's like you almost kind of sense they don't want to talk about it because it, it they 
they don't want to think that that's a possibility because they're planning to have a season and they come on our show and we ask about it and then they have to kind of talk about it and put it into their head. I almost think that if we didn't, if we never brought it up, it would, I'm sure it's in their mind, but you know, they not saying, but you know, we're, we're asking the questions that need to be asked, but it's, it's, it's a thought that probably crosses their mind, but, but it's a thought that really crosses their mind when, when we ask it. Otherwise I think, I think you're right. What they can do, they can control and, and, you know, they plan. I think you got to plan as if there's going to be a season. And then if, but then also realize that you have to be willing to adapt. And, and that's going to be a key thing is I think there's, there's going to be some adapt, uh, adapt. What's the word I'm looking for? Some adaptations. Adaptations. Thank you, Scott, that you, you'll need to make. And, and, and the best teams, I think, are going to be the ones that can handle that. I think this is going to be kind of a season that I think the teams that can maybe handle those sort of thing, changes that might, you might have to make on the fly might have, the, might have an upper hand, too. So we'll see. Well, you know, you, you kind of started the conversation way back uh, 40 minutes ago about wearing masks, and I, I was talking about wearing masks. And I think right now, um, if we want people to wear masks and we want to push it, I, I think the design stuff, I mean, you saw our design. I sent you one of our uh, gator gator designs and yeah. and i think and that's why i brought that up to Lindsay because she's done a really good job of marketing her brand of asu women's hockey and uh, i wouldn't be a bit surprised if they don't have masks for their girls that have sparky on it or something and you know i think that's that's a way of uh, showing that you care but yet also promoting your team at the same time right it, it has yeah it has led to it has led to that kind of a a a uh, way to brand yourself. I, you know, I saw we're seeing this across athletics in in the different schools. But uh, UNLV, they they had the different teams. They were all tweeting out pictures and they were getting retweeted and stuff. And from the athletic department of the different athletes in the different sports wearing masks, with UNLV logos on and some you know, some other things on it. You know, saying we need to mask mask up and and uh, showing their support and 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 hoping that other people will see that and and take the lead or you know follow the lead and. Uh, and do it because if we do those things now, then we have a better shot of being able to have sports in the fall in some way or maybe more of a way than if we don't and we continue to have the virus spread through and, and it's going to make things real difficult to, to have a real enjoyable sports experience with maybe very limited to nobody in the stands and, and, and will it even be safe for, for players to play? We're already seeing conferences deciding they're just going to stick within their conference and hopefully making – hoping that they can make that work. But, you know, we got to, if we can keep things under control with the virus, that will work. But if not, then traveling is going to be real difficult and it's, it's going to be really tough to, to do it in, in the fall. And so it, it's important to do these things now. We, we still have time. It's, it, numbers are bad now. They've been getting bad. And, you know, the, the death rate is not increasing as much, which is good, but we're still getting a lot of new cases, especially people, young age, people that are in college, people that really are following these teams. They're the ones that are out and about more and and uh, and need to take it seriously as well and 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 do. I, I, it's, it can be tough and it's, I know it's hard because I was a, I was younger. I'm still I think I'm pretty young still, but I was younger and I know <laughs> you just you said wanna... a, you, were, you just said a birthday, so you were younger about a week or two ago, right? <laughs> <laughs> right, right, and uh, still in my twenties, so I still consider myself young. But uh, but if I understand okay. it can be difficult to wanna wanna. Not be home. You want to go out and do stuff, be with friends, and think you know because it does affect young people. It's it's you know, but there's so much more to it than that. We have to really think about the big picture of everything. And if people did that, well, I think we would be on a better path. I don't want to make this a big political thing, but that's just that's just where I'm at with everything right now. Well, we're gonna to get to your your trivia question one more time, but I'm gonna remind people the same thing is first of all, mask up. But keep in mind that that here's the three things that can happen to you if you get uh, COVID nineteen. The, the best case scenario is you get quarantined with no symptoms for, for two weeks. That's, that's the best not, case. So, that's not, so just that's imagine. Not, that's not fun either. No, no, it's not. And so that's the best case. The, the middle road is that you end up having to be hospitalized, and we've seen some terrific uh, recovery stories, but we've also seen some many, many horrific horror stories from people that have been, you know, uh, on ventilators for two months. So, I mean – there's all yeah. kinds of things. So that's the middle of the road. And then ultimately, of course, if you if if it hits you and your body can't fight it, it can kill you. So, I mean, this needs to be taken seriously. I don't think we can say it enough. 
Um, hard to transition off of that, but it's time for uh, our hashtag pucks on the pod trivia question presented by Summer Skates. You've got a good one tonight, Stephen, and I'm glad you brought it up because you're going to make people go to our website and dig <laughs> something up uh, from a story we had. So go ahead and fire away what that uh, trivia question is for tonight. Yeah, you like that. I'm going to make people go to the website. We're oh, trying I love to get, it. I love we're trying, it. <laughs> we're trying to get people to go to the website. So recently, speaking of uh, Scott, he did a player profile on uh, GCU player Matt uh, Mezik, and that's up on the website now or YouTube. But go through the website to get to it. That way you at least can get to the website. There's some other great stuff up there. Uh, I'm, I'm in the process still of getting some content up there, but we're, we're working on that. You got some great stuff from Seth. We're doing uh, NHL stuff and – and we've got you know, NCAA stuff up there. Anyways, that's a little plug for the website. But the trivia question, people go to the website. You'll see the player profile on Matt Melzik. He talks about um, different places that he played while he uh, growing up and, and in junior hockey before he ended up at Grand Canyon. So we want you to name one of the places that he mentions that he has previously played before landing at GCU. I counted uh, four different spots uh, <laughs> that, he, that he played. So if you name one of those, you will you will win a prize and hopefully the, the face how, how mask. easy is that how easy it's, is that just go easy. there and listen to the 15 20 minutes and yes. pick one of them out and you'll learn and you'll learn something about Mount Mezik and it's a great it's a great video of great uh, interviews so watch that and you you watch it and you be the first to respond to the question you win a couple free items how about that that sounds pretty good absolutely and our friends at the summer skates continue to provide us with good stuff till the end of July, and then we're going to be back kicking off a new promotion. I'll tease it right now. It's called Welcome Back Hockey 2020. It's going to be sponsored by uh, the month of August anyway by our friends at M-Drive. They've got some prize packs to give away for trivia then as we welcome back at least NHL hockey, and we hope by the end of August we'll be able to talk about other teams and other leagues getting back in play. So that's it. Hashtag pucks on the pod. Respond at ice time SW on our Twitter account. Use that hashtag and uh, submit one of those four uh, places where Matt Mezik played his hockey uh, prior to coming to Grand Canyon. All right. That's another wrap for the show. Steven, go ahead and take it away on, uh, on your beautiful read, and we'll say goodnight with Roger Klein and the Peacemakers. I want to remind folks that Club Hockey Southwest Weekly has been brought to you by Bell Ford, the Arizona Ford Giant, presenting partner of the new season of Sunday Specials, voted the best Ford dealer in Arizona. Go ask to see our friend Kevin Wood. Tell him Ice Time Hockey Southwest sent you about the summer truck and SUV sale. By Jesse Ray's Barbecue in Las Vegas, voted best in Las Vegas, two years running. Call us at 702-541-5546 or go to Jesse Ray's Barbecue com Jesse Ray's Barbecue. It's all about the buds by M Drive, proud partner of what drives you. Look for new episodes twice a month at IcetimeHockeySW.com. M Drive for energy, stamina, recovery. By Summer Skates, shower shoes, koozies, and more. Show your game in comfort and style. Visit SummerSkates.com and win your Summer Skates prize pack with the hashtag PucksOnThePod. Cold Beers and Cheeseburgers, the place for fresh-made-to-order burgers and more. Find one of our 12 Valley locations near you at coldbeers.com, also in Southern California. By OxyPal, clean your gear, clean your skin, and with our all-natural cleaning products at oxypal.com. Sprint, a brighter future for all. See Andre in Paradise Valley at Cactus and Tatum and let him find you the right deal. Uh, Behind the Mask, the Valley's hockey shop for over 25 years. Go to BehindTheMask.com and see what the new season has in store for you. By College Bar and Grill, call 1-480-588-6451 to pick up dinner on the way home. College Bar and Grill, by ASU fans, for ASU fans. Oceanside Ice Arena, home of the Devil's Hockey Shop for all of your ASU hockey merchandise. Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila, Go to MexicanMoonshine.com and find the award-winning bottle that suits your style. By the Ice Den, Scottsdale, and Chandler, check out check our websites for skating sessions, availability, and requirements. Uh, Club Hockey Southwest Weekly and all of the Ice Time Hockey SW podcasts are live every week on the Podbean app and available for download at iTunes, Podbean, the Google Play Stores, Spotify, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio. And Club Hockey Southwest Weekly is part of the Ice Time Hockey SW.com network. 
three minutes of pure gold, folks. And uh, we're putting Stephen uh, to work doing more things for us as uh, the Golden Knights prepare for their run. So uh, watch for some of his stuff up on the website as well coming soon. And once we get that AHL season going, the uh, Henderson Silver Knights will have a, uh, a beat reporter that will be working for us uh, there as well. So, Stephen, congratulations on uh, on everything you're doing. I know that you're going to continue to do a fantastic job for us. We're glad to have you on board. And we will say good night. We'll say thank you to our two guests, Kenzie Lyons and uh, Lindsay Ellis from ASU Women's Hockey. Thanks for, for joining us and, and giving your, your opinions and your thoughts on Arizona State hockey. And, Stephen, thanks to you for all you do. We'll say good night with Roger Klein and the Peacemakers and a little De Niro.